Hello. Hey. And welcome back to the Jits Blues podcast. My name is Kelty. And I'm Marty. And today we are discussing is Jiu Jitsu a cult? Oof. <laughs> it <laughs> might be. It's, I, it's funny because I was doing some research for this topic and I Googled is BJJ a cult? And the first uh, article that came up, the first snippet was it's complicated. It's complicated. So, yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of true. We're going to, okay, we need to, I'm going to read out the definition of cult. Okay. And it's kind of hilarious. So a cult is defined as a social group that is defined by its unusual religious, spiritual, or philosophical beliefs, or its common interest in a particular personality, object, or goal. So the answer is yes, yeah, you just it's a cult. Yeah, 100%. It's a freaking cult. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And we all dress the same, and we yes. say similar things, and we... Have indoctrinating behaviors. Have indoctrinating behaviors, yeah. and we all kind of abandon our ideologies at the door. <laughs> I don't know. Yikes. Yeah. I have a bit of an off topic question for you. Can I ask it? Yes. What's your favorite cult? What's my favorite cult? Yes. Ooh. Uh. See, when I think cults, cults are mostly religious. Like the most popular ones are very religious ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so my favorite cult uh, that I love to laugh at, is that what you mean? Yeah. Ooh. Scientology. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Scientology That's mine is too. hilarious yeah. to me. Because I'm like... Well, it, okay, so oh, oh, I need to tell you something about myself. Okay. <laughs> I I went through a phase where I was like, and I still am, but I was like low-key obsessed with Scientology. Yeah. I wrote two papers in university on Scientology. Really? I wrote a 400-level paper on Scientology in see. university. And? Is it as crazy balls as everyone It's does? like worse. So from what I know about Scientology, like... Speaking from like a religious background, like I believe in like a lot of crazy, some things that people would think are crazy. And I'm friends with like some Christians and Mormons and people that are like Eastern religions. Scientology is the one like religion that all these other ones can in unison say like, bitch, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> this and, is what you believe? Yeah. And so did you know about Scientology that the only reason why they fought so hard for a religious status was for the tax exemption? Yes. Like they're not. So Scientology also operates and we'll get back on topic, but don't complain. <laughs> yeah. Don't complain. We're talking about cults. Here. Yeah. We, I think we, yeah. Need to, we need to sort of like establish our references first. Yeah. Um, so with Scientology, it's really interesting because there are levels to it yeah and you basically need to dedicate a lot of time and money to access each of those levels Mm -hmm. and as you progress through those levels that's when you start actually finding out what scientology is about right so for example if you were to try to you wouldn't convert me because my soul is lost a long time ago but if you're trying to convert somebody else to your religion you would tell them about everything about your religion, yeah. right? You would tell them all about like, you know, the the story of Jesus and God and everything like that. And you yeah. would be very open and honest about everything was. And then of course you can't teach them everything, but as they progress, they would learn the, the details and, yeah. and everything like that. Scientology operates in the opposite way. Okay. Where they draw you in with, um, for a lot of people, it's like promises of fame 
um, yeah. and things like that, which is why there's so many celebrity, you know, and this idea of being in charge of your own mind is really big right? and being really against pharmaceuticals is really big, but you don't actually understand what it's about and what their core beliefs are until mm-hmm. you get up into like, I think it's level five or six or seven. It's not until you get really, really close to like the highest ranks yeah. that you actually understand what it's about. And that's like... How much money are they pumping into that to get to those levels? Oh, tens of thousands. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. So this kind of ties into jujitsu as well and the whole cult conversation is do people that fall into cults, are they weak-minded people? No, I don't think so. I think they're seeking direction. I think they're seeking yeah. something higher than themselves. Or they might be able to feel a little bit lost. Like they're not. I don't think they're weak. Yeah. Anything like that. I just think they're seeking something. Yeah, and I think that's one of the easy ways that we can tie this back to jujitsu immediately. Yeah. Because when people come to jujitsu, a lot of the times the reason why they either come or the reason why they stick around is because it 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 fills it does something for them. Yeah. If it fills a need, whether it's a social need, mm-hmm. um, maybe it's a need for positive role models, maybe it's a need of purpose, of safety, of security, of direction. But I think a lot of people who really stick with jujitsu, it's it's supplying something for them, which yes. is really similar to a lot of cults. Yeah, you know, I really like that you said positive role models. Um, I think it's subjective and it cha- it varies from gym to gym. But I've seen, I've seen in the past at our gym, we've had some single moms bring their sons and, and their daughters. But when I see the sons, they don't have dads that are around. They just have mom or they just have like mom and their sister. I really think it's important for young boys to have very good positive men in their life. So they understand that this is what a good man is and not a toxic, not a hurtful person. Like they want you to be better. They want you to succeed and be strong and make sure that you make mom proud and you work hard, all those things. Because sometimes dad can fill a void that mom can't and vice versa. Boys learn from moms that dads can't teach certain things, right? So I I like seeing the role model aspect of it. I think that's very important. Um, But yeah, that can get a little culty too. Yeah, it can. Because I think that that can be really misdirected sometimes you know you come in and you think some guy is a a great guy and he's so talented and he kicks your ass every day but he always you know shakes your hand at the end of the day and then you find out some of the shit that he's doing with his family or with his you know um partner or whoever and you're like damn this guy really isn't who i thought he was yeah and that's more common than a lot of jujitsu people would like to admit and so the jujitsu cult aspect with other like religious cults there, a lot of them are sex cults. Like, <laughs> let me tell you, like, there's sex cults. Like the which is a sex cult? What was the one in te- in Waco, Texas? It was very like he with was the, banging all the moms. Um, he was banging all the ladies. With the Kool Aid? No, that that was one too. They were he was like having sex with everybody. But a lot of these are. A lot yeah. of them are sex. Cults. Well, some of them are. Like I don't know if that's their basis, but eh. okay, fine, I'll eh. give it to you. But, Did you hear about the like the Source Family cult? Have you ever heard of that no. one? Where they were like a bunch of hippies all living together on a commune in the 60s and 70s. And the girls would actually like, part of the reason why they were so drawn to the cult was because like they didn't have father figures because all their dads were like dead from the war oh, or like, know about this. you know, missing or something like that. 
And so they would get really, like, they had one guy who was the main figure of the cult. And so he had many wives that he would collect. And it was all very, like, communally raised the children. And they ran restaurants together. And they would, like, jam out and have music sessions and everything. (laughs) Man. (laughs) Yeah. So, and they all do LSD together, but it's yours, well, your stereotypical like sixties cult. Yeah, it's a sixties cult. Yeah. So, but uh, there is there's actual instances where there will be black belts that will be traveling black belts, and they'll come to other gyms and do seminars, and then they'll, hey, can I have your blue belt? What? Can I have your blue belt? As in, like, like your can female? I, can I bang? Oh one of your, yeah, yeah, Can I yeah. bang one of your girls? Like, yeah. give me one of your girls. What is the like the arrogant? It's the arrogant level to to say something like that, like she can say no. Of course, yeah. <laughs> like, but it's like to think that that like you know that you, deserve, you that? deserve that because you're a black belt. Yeah. And that you can just waltz in and be like, hey. Where, where does that arrogance come from? Do you think? Oh, it comes from. Like, Was you already, were they already like that, and the black belt just kind of brought that out? Like to a certain extent, yeah. Like. Yeah. I think people really like to think that like black belts are are nothing but good people and yeah. you know it makes you a better person to be in jujitsu, but in reality, like it can really feed your ego. Yeah. Can you imagine spending ten years of your life achieving a black belt and knowing that you can beat every single person up in that room? Like how can that not trip yeah. your ego out? Yeah, that's true. You know? Yeah. And I hate to say it, but like, I think that the Gracie lineage plays into that a bit as well. Yeah. You might be right. Yeah. It has to like, but then there's some of these other black belts. I'm like, I don't know. You wouldn't even guess that they're black belts. They're just, <laughs> they're so on the far end of that pendulum. Mm-hmm. Like it completely swings the other way. Yeah. Like does that, uh, I guess yeah, jujitsu does kind of bring out your inner, like who you are. It yeah. really does. And same thing with being, I think, being a police officer, having that gun, having absolute power sometimes, because sometimes absolute power can come, come corrupt. Absolutely. It's kind of the saying. And uh, absolute, absolute power, power corrupts, corrupts absolutely. absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Got it, it right. It can. Yeah. I 100%. And I think mm. that there's like more instances than not of, you know, um, people with power who don't have enough regulations in place to keep them in check yeah. running amok yeah. in various ways, whether it's police officers or, you know, black belts or politicians yeah. or whoever. I think that that's more common than, because you, know. you see it so often now. Cause you see these people, they see what they can get away with and yeah. nobody really found out or nobody can do anything about it. And that black belt mentality of like, I can beat the shit out of anybody I want. Yeah. What are they going to do about it? Yeah. That's dangerous. Yeah. And that's where it like, so if you were paying attention, I think it was last year, especially last summer, there was a lot of women who were coming forward yes. with stories of sexual assault from their instructors or from certain gyms or from other black belts and everything like that. And that becomes really ugly because who do you go to? Who yeah. do you talk to? Right. Were these women silenced at all throughout the, from the start to finish, were they ever like suppressed by anybody? Were they told to shut up years before they, this I came, believe came so. Yeah. yeah. There was a, a number of stories yeah. of people that came forward and yeah. I don't like that. No, it was not. 
This is the, the stuff about jujitsu that like, and like, don't get me wrong. Like I've drunk the Kool-Aid. Like oh, yeah. I'm totally on board, you know, like jujitsu occupies a lot of my life, but I think that it's like, we can't just, you know, ignore the ugly, nasty bits of it. Yeah. yeah no kidding. And when we're, we're supposed to be a family, you should be standing up for your family and you should be protecting your family. Yeah. I, I think. So, <laughs> I just think it's really funny that like we're talking about like is jujitsu a cult and we're like, it's your family. Oh uh, yeah. Because it's like it's, it's. Are there people from my like I see my people in jujitsu more than I see my family, and I see my family more than I think a lot of people do. Yeah. I'm very close with my family. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just see everybody in jujitsu more. Yeah. Just that's just how my life works. I'm there every day, so there's people I see every day. Yeah, us, um, us too. Yeah. Yeah. But that the there's a couple of things that are funny about like calling those people your family. I think one of them that I we have to talk about is that brand loyalty aspect. Mm-hmm. Like if you switch sides yeah. or if you go to a different club or you quit, like yeah. you're basically like you're a right, traitor. You're, you're a traitor. Yeah. You will get daggers stared at you at tournaments. You are not allowed to come back to do open mats. And like, not every gym is like that. Yeah. But some of them certainly are. Yeah. That's a very popular, like... And even I've had to, like, check myself, being like, oh, this guy quit and went to that gym. Yeah. And then I don't realize, oh, he... There was a financial aspect. He was... Li- he moved over here. Or they moved over there. There was childcare issues. So many reasons. Yeah, there's yeah. all these reasons, but... Yeah, you're not and, just a quitter, despite what I might say in the group chat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Very there's true. a lot of reasons why somebody might switch a school or quit or, you know, take some time off the mats or decide it's not for them. And all of those reasons are valid and don't make you any less of a person. But this idea that you go from one second being called, calling a group of your family, mm-hmm. and then on the other hand, you know, as soon as they quit or switch gyms or whatever you just lose contact with them like that's not family behavior no so is it the fact that you're paying those sweet membership fees yeah is that what makes it your family yeah i don't know it's and you see it at the higher levels too you see all like the jujitsu celebrities they just Mm. bicker back oh this guy trained with us here most of the men do yeah most of the men (laughs) women are the women are a little bit more i think amicable but yeah it's interesting because like the women are so much more like there's so much a better community i feel it's a tighter community they're i think it's because they know how small that community is it's yeah so so this weekend there was a women's only open mat if you're listening to this episode now this will be the weekend before if you're trying to look back and try to find the event um and that event was created to kind of unify a lot of the women because a lot of women that i talk to at tournaments they don't have any other women at their gym. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't so long ago. Some of the women that in, in Edmonton or in other parts of the world that are black belts now, they started competing at a time where there wasn't even women's divisions. Wow. They were competing against the guys. Oh, geez. Yeah. Wow. So if you wanted to keep compete as a woman in jujitsu back in the day, you were competing with the men. Wow. Because there wasn't even a division for you. That's scary. Yeah. And it must be so scary just to walk into a gym the first time and it's all dudes. Oh, yeah. That's so intimidating, I bet. Because it was intimidating for me. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I felt that I was kind of like a, a guy's guy when I walked in. And then I see these killers and I'm like, oh, boy. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine what it's like being a, a female. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, especially if you're, you walk into a gym where there is no other women. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So switching over to the cult, back to the cult thing. <laughs> we have a... 
our gym is kind of shares the space. If you haven't listened to our podcast before, we share a space with a, a bigger gym. It's called Evolve. It's a a mixture of CrossFit, bodybuilding, uh, powerlifting, power a lot of these different like physiotherapy. There's all this kind of stuff going on. Our mat space is walled off with a big bay window where all the weightlifters can walk by and see what's going on. It probably looks so dumb to them. The thing is, so I've thought about that before. I'm like, man, I wonder what we look like from the outside in. Yeah. Half the time they can't even see us. Yeah, we're just <laughs> like... Because they're on the floor. Because like the, 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 um, the window kind of stops at like, I don't know, like chest height like, or... Like lower chest or mid stomach, depending on how tall you are. Yeah. So like literally you can't even see us half the time. Yeah, we're all crawling yeah. around, hugging each other on the and floor. And then we come to the gym, walking around like we're hot shit in our pajamas my pajama pants <laughs> being like yeah yeah the rest of the belt the rest of the gym knows i'm a blue belt <laughs> i'm gonna wear my belt around my neck oh my yeah God. we probably look so ridiculous and then oh, yeah like because they have no idea what we're doing no and no. it just looks so like we're all wearing the same stuff same same color pajamas we're bowing yeah sweating it and looks very culty yeah and they're probably like why are they sweating so much they're not doing anything they're just rolling around on the ground yeah they're rolling around <laughs> on the ground yeah it probably looks so ridiculous to these like power lifters and these like, big jacked up dudes like yeah. yeah probably so one of the funny ways when i was doing research for this uh topic that people were describing jujitsu and sort of arguing as to why jujitsu is a cult is it was described as a hierarchical pyramid structure that has a mystical family that sits on top that's 100% what it is. Oh my goodness. I'm like, that, like, oh no, I joined a cult. Oh my goodness. You switched around a couple words. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Gracie family. The tri- like the triangle. I know. The, the actual shape that we like have our logo on. Yeah. Yikes. So it's also funny too because it's like you reach a certain point with jujitsu. Like, so I went to my parents' house for, for dinner on Sunday. Yeah. And my mom, my my family's very like supportive and they're always like, oh, so like, what are you doing? And yeah. I'm like, oh, you know, and I've got a million things going on. Like I'm doing like 20 different things right now, Yeah. but they're all jujitsu related and I don't yeah. want to be that asshole that's like, let me tell you about all my jujitsu stuff, mom. <laughs> let me tell you about the sweet competition I got two fucking gold medals at. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know, like. I, but how can you not if it's taken over your but life? But it's part of my life. Yeah. yeah. Like, so, you know, these things like seminars and belt promotions and competitions and class like they're a part of my daily life yeah i have a fucking we share a jujitsu podcast yeah. <laughs> like yeah so i don't know i have like sometimes i'm like man i need to do things other than jujitsu why so that i Lame. don't have to just talk about jujitsu all the time Lame. <laughs> but yeah I, it's, I, it's interesting how fast it can take over your life and that's kind of what cults do yeah do you feel like jujitsu can isolate people from their friends and family? That's that's a I was good sign literally about to say that. I'm yeah. like, it can isolate you and take you away from your family, which I've seen happen. And I actually, I've seen it happen within our own family. Our, even my parents have even said sometimes, like, man, you spend way more time there than you do with us. And mm. I'm like, sorry. Yeah, it can take you away from your family and from your friends, but I don't know. I, I don't know what the answer is on that one. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like it too much. I love my family. Um, my my wife, my best friend, she joined a few years ago. I'm like, there's no one else I'd rather spend my time with. Yeah. So 
maybe it was a little bit selfish for me to do it on my own for the few years that I was coming by myself for hours and hours and hours and she kind of just sat at home. Mm -hmm. But the fact that she started coming and joining and now we have a mutual interest in yeah. something that we can both grow in, I don't think there's anything better yeah. than for our friendship and for our marriage. But when it comes to our parents, like, yeah. I, but Corey's mom is very supportive. So are mine. Now they are. It yeah. took a, It took a minute. Um, but I was like, this is no different than you guys cheering me on at hockey. It's just that you don't understand the and sport. And I mean, like, so that's another side of it too, is that, you know, I think that it's fair to acknowledge that jujitsu is a useful skill. Yes. Like I get, you're not going to pull fucking X guard in the street if no. somebody's attacking you, but it's a useful skill. And I don't think that you can totally deny that. No. What well, I spent... So many years of my life get becoming excellent at hockey. Yeah. When the hell am I gonna use yeah. that in life? Like, <laughs> there's no like, there's no like pickup hockey game that's gonna win me money or like um, no useful life skill, other than the team aspect and learning from a coach and taking that into the real life situations. That's fine, but like, I'm not gonna defend my life with a hockey, hockey stick. Get your hockey get stick, hockey out. stick out. I don't know. <laughs> Slap shot. <laughs> but like even like even hockey's culty. Like that sport. Yes. Growing up yeah. in the nineties, I felt looking back at it now, there was social currency growing up in Edmonton, Alberta. There was social currency in becoming and how good of a hockey player you were. Cause our our city, Edmonton, we were the best at one point. Not anymore. We were yeah, we were the best at one point. I'm actually named after an Edmonton Oiler. No way. I yeah. didn't know that about you. You didn't know that? No. So my dad. I don't know any of their names. So <laughs> <laughs> my dad, a typical immigrant, came to Canada and became the most patriotic. Some of them, immigrants are the most patriotic people, man. Like when they come to like North America from wherever place that they've come from, they hated it enough to come to this place. He's so patriotic. He loves Canada. And he's like, my son is going to make it to the NHL. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. And he became a Mexican ground karate. Yeah, Mexican ground karate guy. Sorry, Dad. Um, my the options that he gave my mom were Wayne. Wayne What's my dad's name. Really? Yeah. Wayne, which is Wayne after Wayne, Wayne Gretzky. Gretzky. Yeah. Marty, which yeah. is after Marty McSorley, who was the goon on the Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> and uh, everything Mark, makes sense. Everything now. makes sense. Mark. Which was after Mark Messier. Yeah, I know that who that is. And I think there was like oh Grant, and his name was Grant Fuhr. He was the goalie mm. of the Oilers in like 1987-88. And my mom's like, Marty's the least dumb out of all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so my mom oh, she man. she took one for the team and That's she named That's so funny. So growing up, very hockey conscious like family, mm -hmm. like my uncle, he my mom's like uh, brother-in-law, he made it. Like he was a pro hockey player. He played very high level. And so there was all these expectations like, oh, it's in the family. Like we can do this. And um, growing up in Mill Woods and it was a very high level hockey in that time. And you were kind of a loser if you didn't know how to play hockey. Yeah. And that can become culty in itself. And now you're seeing a switch I think hockey's not as popular anymore uh, and from the school, like I go and I volunteer a lot of time, I go read and I teach uh, grade six students uh, like the D.A.R.E. program and stuff and I'll be like, hey, you guys want to play floor hockey? And they're, it's like they've never held a stick before. Yeah. I'm like, man, this is very foreign to what I was used to yeah. as a kid. Well, one of the things also with hockey that is interesting to talk about is 
how financially demanding it is. I can't believe the money that my parents spend. They must have spent close to 10 grand on me in one year. Oh. Yeah. For oh. registration. Yeah. For the registration for the transportation to like go cross province to play in tournaments. Um, they flew me out to Colmox, BC to play in a Team USA, Team Canada tournament. The equipment alone. The equipment. Like yeah. $500 so, skates. Like, are you kidding me? Oh my God. So, because my brother was in hockey for a few years. Um, and I knew it was expensive, but I was a, I was a kid. I didn't, you know, have yeah. the full grasp. If you had to dress somebody in hockey gear, head to toe, first time doing hockey, all new gear, how much are you looking at? Ballpark. How old? Because it varies from age and size. Let's start, let's say eight. Eight? Yeah. A thousand bucks. Because if everything's brand new, yeah. you're looking at a minimum of two to three hundred dollars per like major piece of equipment. Right. So like a helmet would be like maybe a hundred bucks. Yeah. Eighty, ninety dollars. And then stick, hundred dollars. Skates, three hundred. Pants, maybe a hundred and twenty. And then it just keeps going. Yeah, because you've got a cup, you've got shoulder pads. Yeah, you've got you've got gloves. You've got cage. You got gloves. You have uh, socks. You have tape. You have hockey bag. Yeah, you have all these things that you don't really think. It's it's a very expensive sport. Yeah, yeah. I'd say around a thousand dollars, and that's just yeah. equipment, not just sign up fees and tournaments and all yeah. these other things that come into play. It's a very expensive sport, and I can see why it's not as popular anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think jujitsu is an expensive sport? Um. Like it can be, you know, it depends on where you're at for a school. Yeah. But in terms of, you know, the uniform, the uniform is a hundred dollars, you know? Yeah. The let's say your your monthly rates, let's say on average, let's say one fifty. Okay. Yeah. Um so like already it's like, okay, well that's not, you know, a grand on equipment. Right. But I think one of the reasons why like jujitsu became really popular in um Brazil where there's a lot of people who are dealing are living in poverty yeah is because it's like you can practice nogi with nothing it's like soccer exactly it's like it's so that's why soccer is like the world sport so yeah all you need is a ball all and everybody ball. knows what it is yeah yeah and so for a lot of these kids in brazil who you know are able to somehow get grappling lessons because everybody in brazil does jujitsu that can be kind of their ticket out of there out of yeah. poverty is yeah. being really talented at jiu-jitsu. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I noticed that shift these last couple of years when I was volunteering a lot in schools and seeing like what the interests are in kids. Mm-hmm. Sports, not so much. Uh, not Well, the sports that I was interested in, I'm like, man, it's there's been a dramatic shift in the culture. It's not a bad thing because um, really there's not a lot of future in hockey and football you and have to be such sports. high level to, the to even incredible. think about it you know yeah and like jujitsu i don't know like i can't imagine being a black belt like how high level you have to be yeah but like there's a lot of black belts that don't compete at the highest highest level and they're very successful businessmen they have great yeah. gyms and they just grow a, a brand yeah um but there's no expectation that they have to go to the show or go to the big events. Mm-hmm. So 
that's why I think jujitsu is such a real, more realistic future yeah. for young young people and like people like us. Like we have a yeah, in, I, like it isn't. It, it definitely isn't. It isn't like you know. On one level, it's like I think it's realistic for kids who start training at a young days to um, to podium at these high level competitions at yeah. black belt. I think that that's a totally realistic goal. Like if a kid is like six years old and he wants to, and that's a dream of his, like mm -hmm. there are ways of achieving that. Yeah. But making a living off of jujitsu versus making a living off of hockey yeah. are two very different things. There is yeah. not a lot of, for a competitor, there's not a lot of money in the sport. No. For a gym owner, you, you can be, you know, you can make a living. Mm -hmm. Like the sport is popular enough yeah. now that it's it's starting to get to that point. But like even MMA, the oh, chances God. of getting getting high level pay is so small. Like even the high level guys aren't getting high level pay. Yeah. Like they're crossing over to boxing and they're crossing over to other things that are more lucrative. But those businesses, like they're so they're still new. Like yes. hockey's not hockey's not new. Jiu Jitsu no. is. Jiu Jitsu is new. Well, the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is new. Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is new, and like really in the '90s is really when it kind of took off. Yeah. Like hockey's been around since like the early like 1900s. Yeah. And it's been for a long time. So and like football, these these um, historical they're like they define countries like America is football and baseball, Canada's hockey and lacrosse. Like there's, there's obviously money in it because there's companies invested in those. So jujitsu is still making its mark, but I think it actually is going to be more lucrative in the, in the next few years. Yeah. I think it's a good time to be in jujitsu. If you're looking for a cult to join, jujitsu is definitely <laughs> the one that you want to, you want to yeah. go for right now. It's a good time to be yeah. in it. <laughs> there's always room for one more. There's always room for a couple more. Exactly. Yeah. So what do you think jujitsu needs to do to become less culty? Or should it should should it just be like, screw you guys, we're gonna do we're gonna do us and we're just gonna be jujitsu? Or do you think it should make a Are we less culty than like Muay Thai guys or MMA guys or um, less culty than karate dojos? I like that we don't use dojo. Yeah, fuck that. Ugh. What a weird <laughs> I'm so happy we don't use that term. No. It's so ridiculous. Uh do I think that we're more culty than MMA? Yes. We're more culty? I think we're more culty than MMA. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. yeah. We have a uniform. Yeah. MMA has its own culture, but jujitsu has like kind of a weird culture. Yeah. Um Yeah, I would say that we're more culty okay. than MMA. Um okay. are we more culty than Muay Thai? Like to be honest, I haven't ever taken like a Muay Thai class or anything. I took a I took a couple karate classes a long time ago when I was into Muay Thai for like a couple of years and there was guys like you you kind of have to travel to Thailand mm -hmm. to get your their version of a black belt mm -hmm. and to me I was like that's a bit extreme I mean you yeah. can't tell me that this guy here in Edmonton that's won world championships can't sign me off right um not that I was at that level but I yeah. was like what the fuck? Like, but why? that exists to a certain like that exists in a different way in jujitsu. Yeah. You know, because I also think that like when people start Muay Thai, like they very rarely started with this goal of becoming a black belt or whatever yeah. like equivalent of it in yeah. Muay Thai. Whereas they start jujitsu, and that's one of their thoughts. Like you start jujitsu, and you're like, man, I can't wait till I'm a fucking blue belt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then you get to a blue belt, and you're just like, oh god, it's just gonna keep getting harder. I know, it just gets worse. Ugh. Um, but I think with like. Uh, with Muay Thai, like, so you, yeah, you might have to travel to Thailand if you want to achieve that level or mm -hmm. something like that. 
But even with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, the who you can get give a belt to, who's qualified to give belts out, yeah, is you know enforced by the Gracies, right? Because it's everything traces back to the lineage, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, you know, you. How many times have you talked to somebody who either a most of the time these people know nothing about Jiu-Jitsu, and they mm-hmm. come up to you and you'd be like, oh, what's your lineage? Yeah. <laughs> no, but have you had people ask you yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. And then I say the two people that I'm under and they're like, oh, they have no idea. Yeah. Like, so why did you ask? Yeah. Like, I'm not, it's not some celebrity that I'm training under. Yeah. But so. the idea with jujitsu is that everybody traces back to the Gracies. Yes. Which is kind of weird. Kind of culty. It is kind of culty. Yeah. Because you're right. They, it does, the lineage does always kind of go back to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's kind of interesting as well i think it's kind of a cool tradition but it is culty it's super culty there are certain so there are certain um tournaments that you can't compete in unless you can your lineage and your black belts lineage is tracked with them don't get me started on that nonsense (laughs) he says he says to do it so do you think that we should just like get like lose the lineage altogether i think we're at a point it's 2022 what does the lineage have to do with anything anymore yeah I mean, it's nice to know. That might be a spicy hot take. (laughs) Yeah, it might be a spicy hot take. It's 2022. But like, it's, we're at a point now, like we discussed in the previous podcast, like we have our Eddie Bravos, we have Danaher's, we have Gordon Ryan that's probably going to branch off in the next few years of Danaher's, like so broken, he can't do it anymore, right? (laughs) But like, we have all these people that don't really have lineages anymore, then what are we doing? Well, no, that's the thing, because Danaher does have a lineage. Okay. Um... Which means that in turn, Gordon Ryan has a lineage. Yes. So they're they're playing the game, right? You know? I guess they have to, but like, yeah, you, I don't know what it is. Like, why does it matter to me? Yeah, yeah. So, I think that so here's because I agree with you. I'm I'm indifferent towards the lineage. I don't care. Yeah. Um, but then you hear stories about some prick who's given himself a brown belt or a black belt or something like that. Yeah. So like the other side of this is like, what kind of wild, wild west yeah. jujitsu is going to come out of that? And are we ready for that? Because then this you, is all hypothetical. I don't actually. But know you're the right answers. because there are there are guys like I've even asked, like, hey, is this black belt legit? Yeah. And I'll ask. Haas or I'll ask other high level guys that I know, oh yeah, he got it from this person mm-hmm. who got it from this person. So the lineage does matter at that point, mm-hmm. I think. Because yeah, you can just go buy, go on a fighter's market and go order yourself a black belt. <laughs> go on Amazon. Go on Amazon, go yeah. buy yourself a black belt and get yourself a tattoo with a... Oh my God. With a shaka. Ooh, you- BJJ <laughs> tattoos. Culty. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Weird. Yeah, don't. Would you ever get a jujitsu tattoo? I, I don't think I would get an overt one. Yeah. I think I'll. I would like to get one, if and when I'm able to get my black belt. I think it would be something, to come. I don't know. Maybe. What would you get? Would you get like a tiger with a gun wearing a black belt? Why? Because of my shirt? No. <laughs> or a Which lion. I'm rocking a Would shirt from like... the Clinch Fight Shop. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Clinch Fight Shop. Yeah. Sponsor our podcast. Yeah, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, would you get like a lion with a black belt wrestling a shark? That'd be hilarious. <laughs> I, would get, I would get something douchey like that. <laughs> you would. I would get something... Yeah, it would be like subtle. Yeah. But if you were if you were in like in jiu-jitsu the in the know, you would know like okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, 
I think my favorite jujitsu tattoo that I've seen recently, because most of them I think are just awful, um, is like, you know, the traditional like praying hands yeah. tattoo, flash sheet. It was that with taped up fingers. <laughs> and I, I really like that. That's I was cool. like, oh, I wish I would have thought of that. The I coolest one that, that I've ever seen, my, my friend uh, or our friend Vince, who's probably going to get his blue belt soon, hopefully. If, if you're listening to this podcast and Vince hasn't gotten his blue belt... <laughs> He's, he's quit. Because <laughs> by this point, by the time that you've listened to this, he will have either gotten it or not yeah, had yeah. it. Yeah, well, so. we don't know yet. So so we don't know. We don't know. So he? too bad Sorry. next time yeah. if he didn't get it. <laughs> Still love you. Um, he showed me this really cool jujitsu tattoo that a black belt buddy of his on Instagram has. And it's like, it's a full leg sleeve of an anaconda wrapping itself around the leg. And then there's breaks in the skin that kind of kind of peak see the different shades of belts and then the top of it is the black red scales you don't know what it is oh, yeah. if you're not if you yeah. don't know what if, if you're, you're not but if you know at, you know it's sweet yeah it's very well That's done cool. and it's subtle That's and it's cool. it's, it's re- very well done yeah. i'll get something like that yeah something subtle something subtle but yeah. cool like i would like to get a full something full just to mm-hmm. remember like something big but, but not to your a black belt no, I don't think big just stuff like that. I don't, I personally don't feel comfortable flaunting that because I know how terrible I am. <laughs> <laughs> but like, That's fair. It's just for the gram. It's just for the gram. Like, and then you on, get your black belt like on Sunday, I felt like such a douchebag. I wore my OnlyFans rash guard and it was kind of after a women's <laughs> uh, seminar. And I was kind of dared to do it by Brandon. Oh my God. <laughs> and then I was like walking around. I was like, I don't think Haas likes this. <laughs> so I would wear my like tied up. You're make sure my, I was like embarrassed. I'm like, I'm not good enough to wear this. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't understand the reference, there's a very high level grappler who makes a rash guard that says, follow me on OnlyFans. Subscribe to me on, on, on OnlyFans. Only yeah. And I'm a bit of a nut rider to some of these guys yeah i love them i'm, I'm a bit of a fanboy. i like craig i, think I like craig cool. and he's got this really cool like cheetah leopard print one that i kind of want <laughs> but i don't think i'd be allowed to wear it so the funniest like <laughs> we're way off topic i know I sorry um so the funniest like reddit bjj post that i saw recently was this picture of a um from tatami's catalog of like a guy in um a tatami rash guard with cheetah sleeves and cheetah shorts and the caption somebody put on is like uh when your mom says we have craig jones at home uh, <laughs> we have craig jones at home oh it's like, amazing oh, so good uh, good try tatami yeah good try but it's kind of funny all these different companies that are jujitsu related they just find ways to keep you like engaged and keep getting your money oh yeah culty that's culty. That is yeah. culty. They always find a way to get you. But paid. I think that that's like most sports. Yeah, too, most sports. You know, know like, how to keep, and that's, that's how, capitalism. Is capitalism is. a cult? Yeah. Are we all in the cult of capitalism? Of course we are. Yeah. But like capitalism, to an extent, is the reason why we have what we have. Yeah, there's that's a lot true. Of, there's a lot of positives to it, but there is a lot of negatives to it. Yeah. So that's that's another issue. That's another issue. <laughs> that's an issue for another day. Yes. All right, so I found a list of signs that your BJJ gym may be a cult. Ooh, let's hear them. So the first one is instructors who feed off the appeal to false authority. So Ooh. 
if your instructor is like, listen to me because I'm a black belt. Oh, that can get dangerous. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You may be in a cult. Yeah. I've never heard that in our gym. No, never. Never. Yeah. He's Our instructor, he's been, he's been very good at making you realize like this is a way. This is not the way. Yeah. Most of the time. Sometimes I'll be like, but I saw this and it works for me. And he's, he's like, like, don't do that. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, loser. And I'm like, oh my God. So him yeah. and I get into scrap sometimes because I'll be like, I do it this way and this works for me. And he's like, your legs are going to get caught up. And I'm yeah. like, screw you. They've never got caught up. So, but, yeah. but that's fine. <laughs> Who's the most likely one of us to argue with a black belt? Me. This one. <laughs> Hands down. Every yeah. day of my yeah. life, I will argue with a black belt. Yeah, you will. That's where I'm just very stubborn, I think. Yeah, you are. Okay, so next one. Um, gyms where the freedom to pursue new techniques is ridiculed. Which kind of ties into our first one. Yeah. yeah. Don't do this because I said so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, gyms where superstition is real. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do this. Tie your belt this way because I, like, you can only tie it a certain way. Yeah. There's don't wash th- your belts. Don't wash your... Who would say that? Oh my God. Have you seen the role documentary? Yeah. That so one guy that he's the one like, guy, yeah. The sweat of my all of my opponents is on my belt. Everyone I've ever rolled with, their sweat is on my belt. When I saw that, I was like, gross. Yeah, it's so gross. Nasty. Yeah. I mean, you're a black belt, you could smash me, but I don't want to roll Wash with you. Wash your belt. Wash your belt, yucky. Uh, the head coach has delusions of grandeur. Arbitrary rules that are solely there to support a hierarchy. Yeah. If you listen to last week's episode, we kind of touched on some of them a little bit. Yes, we did. Um, gyms that act like a military rather than a place where you spend your free time. Yeah, I think that that one's an easy one to get lost in because mm-hmm. a lot of times, like, like we have jobs, we have lives, we yeah. have other things. And if you're really into jujitsu and you see these people every day, it can be really easy to be like, oh, where did this person go? What's going on with them? Why aren't they here? Yeah. You know, like, do they not care about the family? Yeah. Do they- <laughs> You know, it can get really easy to kind of get like a little bit lost in that. And you have to just take a step back and realize it's like, no, none of us are getting paid to be here. We're doing this for kicks and shits. Yeah. Like, and we're paying to be here. And we're paying to be here. We're We're customers. We're customers. And so like, if I need to take a break, I'm so happy that we have a culture in our gym that's very like supportive. Yeah. Take your time. Yeah. There's no rush. This is a, this is a a personal journey. This is not just the family. Like you're part of the family, but you're on your own journey too. And if you decide it's not for you. That's cool. Like there's no, like there's, we do not, we do care, but we want you to make sure that you're doing the best for you and we'll call you a fucking quitter behind your back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to live that one down. No, you're not. I thought I was really funny. Nobody else, I guess, except for maybe. I thought you were funny. hilarious. Okay, but you know what? I think that's something about like why I wanted to do this podcast with you too, because I feel like my humor can be very like dry and harsh sometimes. Oh, I love it. And people don't always get it. I love it. But you always think I'm funny, so I appreciate yeah. you because of that. Uh, yeah. Because not everybody thinks I'm funny, so yeah, people just think I'm a bitch. You're spicy. I'm spicy. <laughs> you're spicy. <laughs> I, I, I just say what I think is funny, and but, like some people don't. Agree but that goes in funny. with a culture that I'm in all the time. Yeah. All day, dark humor, like yeah. dry stuff that only certain people get, and you're like, okay, this is actually kind of funny, but we shouldn't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I think yeah. I'm funny. I think you're funny too. Um, gyms that force you to only wear their gear. <sighs> day one of walking into a Gracie Baja gym. Yeah. I was told you're not allowed to go into the, you're not allowed to do your trial until you buy a gi. Basically. Did they not have a lender gi for you? Nope. 
Oof. It was fresh out of the out of the package. Here's your belt. Yikes. Tie this on. Go to the mats. And Do you I was still like, have your Gracie key? Yeah. <laughs> well, I wore it. <laughs> I wore it once to next level when I first met Haas. And he was like, I'll let you wear it, but take off all those patches. <laughs> so the patches are ripped off. The patches now. are all ripped off. Is but it Gracie it's, Baja? It's Gracie Again. Baja. So it's a, a white gi with red stitching. You know it's a Gracie Baja. Yeah, like yeah. all the patches are gone. I don't know where they are, but he was like, you're not wearing that. <laughs> I was like, it's fair. Like, yeah. I, I didn't understand it then. Yeah. I was like, why? Like, it's, I thought I thought Gracie Baja was a brand mm. of like, you know, like Tommy Fightwear yes. or like other stuff. I didn't realize it was a, it was a separate competing gym. Yeah. I didn't realize that at the time, but now I get it. <laughs> but yeah, that's a, that's culty. I think so. Yeah. Culture, uh, instructors who, sorry, what were no, you going to say? I, I don't mind the unison though of the uniform of a whole class and the, the pictures and all right. of this together. I like that. I yeah. like the uniformity. I think you should have a club gi. If you're representing. Especially the, if you're a competitor. If you're a competitor, you should be representing yeah. your home gym. Or if you, if you want to get past white belts and you know, yeah. I think that you should have a club gi. I believe That's so too. That's my two cents. Because I don't think. I don't think you should wear it every time, but I think you should have one. One thing that I learned about our instructor is your skill matters and like, but your dedication to the gym is also important. Yeah. And what you put into the gym, not just the money that you're giving and not, not that like, only kind of sounds a little bit culty. I know a little <laughs> bit culty, but like, what's your dedication to the gym? Like you just show up once in a while and yeah. expect, expect because you're awesome. Because here's the thing about like jujitsu gyms that some people realize and some people don't realize, Yeah. but a lot goes on behind the scenes. Yeah. And a lot goes into creating and developing and maintaining that community that you love and that you want to be a part of. Mm -hmm. And it's not as simple as, you know, like participating and helping at your club means a lot of things. It means maybe you're the last two people there and you clean the mats. Yeah. It means maybe you're helping out with kids classes. It means maybe you're, you know, organizing like a goodie basket for somebody who's going through a hard time. Mm -hmm. It means maybe you're doing a good job reaching out to people who aren't able to train very often and like keeping people in touch. Like supporting your club can make, can mean many different ways. Mm -hmm. And it, can it be culty to like, you know, ask that you support your club and have that be one of the things that you're looking for when looking for promotion? Maybe, Maybe. but... I don't think it's culty to ask to be a leader. Yeah, that's the other thing too, is that like, so if we take the word cult out of it, yeah. and we thought we think about jujitsu as a community, mm -hmm. communities need people to stand up and to take certain things on. And, yeah, you know? and everybody in the community is an expert at something. Like yeah. everybody's good at something in a community and everybody in the jujitsu gym has like a niche and mm -hmm. they, they excel at something and may like out, like outside of jujitsu. Like there's people that are like, we have lawyers, we have like people in medical, like nurses, paramedics, mm -hmm. cops, firefighters. We yeah. have all these people, people in that, sales, people, people in that sales. are teachers, people that are, you know, yeah, we have all these people that if they use those skills within their community, it makes it better and it makes yeah. it stronger. And that shows leadership as well. And I think that shows dedication to the gym that isn't culty at all. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think, what's your response when all the white belts leave and nobody mops up? And I, I like sitting there, I'm like, fine, I'll do it again. Yeah. <laughs> 
I don't mind it. I actually like doing yeah, it. Yeah, I'll, I'll like I'll step up. Like, do I think that uh, it should be only white belts who clean the mats? Mm. <laughs> no, okay, no. I think everybody needs to like needs to step up and clean the mats, especially if you're going to be the last two people there. Um, but like, there was a time when I cleaned the mats like almost every night for a while. Oh, I wasn't yeah. the only person doing it. Yeah. But I was like, it got to the point where it was like, it was almost an issue. Because if it was like, if I didn't do it or one of the other ladies didn't do it, it didn't get done. Interesting. And I don't think it should be on the women no. to clean the mats. It should be on the last person. Yeah. If you're the last person in the studio or yeah. on the mats, you should take the onus and yes. do it. Yeah. Um, and I think everybody should know how to clean the mats. If you don't know how to clean the mats in your gym, you yeah. need to figure that shit out. Yeah. Because we have a very specific way we do it. Yeah. There's, there's, Every gym has a specific way. Yeah. Every like mats are, are something that need a lot of care. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're, they're expensive and they're what's protecting us every day. Yeah. So and they need a lot of, a lot of love. And the white belts coming up. I've said this to new police officers and I say it to new students as well. There's no job that's below you. Mm-hmm. Mopping the mopping the mats is not below anyone. Yeah. You see black belts doing it all the time. Yeah. Like they're the ones that run that school. Oh yeah. I like to joke that it's a white belt job. Me too. But at, like in real, like I have no problem cleaning the mats. No. Um, I find it, I kind of find it therapeutic. I yeah, it's find nice. It just a nice, nice end to the day. day. I like, especially at the end of open mat. Mm-hmm. There's been like 30, 40 people like huffing and puffing and mm-hmm. then it's just silence yeah. and it's nice. It's actually kind of a quiet time for me. I don't mind doing it. I, yeah. like, I like doing it. Yeah. Learn how to clean the mats. Yeah. Learn how to clean the mats. Figure ask. it out. Please ask. Yeah. <laughs> ask. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there's a way to do it. All right. Um, we've been talking for a while. We have. This has been a good one. This has been a good one. Do you have anything else that you want to say about cults and jujitsu? Did we come up with a definitive yes or no answer? Or it's are we sticking with like, it's complicated? It's com- it is complicated. Yeah. It's you could go both ways. Yeah. I I'm gonna say kinda. We're gonna say, <laughs> is jujitsu a cult? That's for you to decide. That's for you to decide. <laughs> yes. I like ending it on that one, on that note. And we'll see you next time. See ya.